What's going on, Misfits? Thank you for tuning in, and I'm excited about this episode. This is a DT Orange 45 free episode. That's right. We're talking about everything but he who shall not be named. We're joined by comedian, writer, storyteller, and avid Uber driver, Sydney Washington, who has so many crazy stories about Uber pool, honey. Don't do it. It's just a bus. It's just a bus in a sedan sized car. We got a lot to talk about. You're listening to Social Misfit. Hello and welcome to another episode of Social Misfit with me, your host, Chloe Hilliard. We are live from the couch at my house. Today we're joined by comedian, storyteller, future best-selling author i'm putting that in the universe miss sydney washington oh my goodness hello yes queen yes oh that thank you for putting that in the universe i need that yeah it's gonna happen and i'm gonna and people like why do you mean why is it gonna happen because sydney has been chronicling her experiences in uber pool which is also the basis for her post today Mm -hmm. and it's a long one but it's really good so we're gonna get right into it sydney washington please read us your social social misfit post okay so i wrote i haven't written a uber pool story in a while because i'm currently wealthy I've been taking, I've been living the Uber X life for two months. However, I took one the other night. It really made me realize that this service is a mystery pie of crazy. Yes, some people are nice, but for the most part, it's like being on a cleaner J train with unpredictable folks. This woman had the Mariah Carey nerve to pull out her boyfriend's dick while I was in the backseat with him. My wig was too brand new for all of that. See, I fucked up because I usually hop in the front when couples get in. Ill, I don't need your struggle-ass relationships touching me. For some reason, she wanted to show me how great of a man he was. But I, <clears throat> but I have forsaken my lord. My eyes were not ready for the rubble, still-skinned dick. <laughs> I have a girlfriend, and I'm all set with the bare penis in the Uber pool. Elliot, the driver, must have been death. Or just rude because he ignored this man's dick and my subtle hints for help. The girlfriend, Katrina, tells me, wow, you're a lesbian. You must be interested in me then. Ayo, first off, you in an Uber pool with your man. So not only is he doing bad, but so are you. Then you pull out his bumpy ass, sickly looking, raggedy, whatchamacallit looking dick. Why would I be attracted to you? Obviously, I didn't say all that. I kept it cute. I said, you're not my type. <laughs> then her flaccid boyfriend gets in the mix. How crazy are you going to come with me when your penis isn't even hard? It wasn't even hard, okay? <laughs> like, come on. I deserve the hardest D if you're going to spark up a conversation with me. We in an Ultima with nice seats. Have some class. It literally was laying outside of his Ulico jeans like a mealworm. He says... Not your type. You're lucky she's even talking to you. So this reject, Billy Bob Thornton, is mad. His girlfriend is not my type. He, he then proceeds to tell me that I'm only, BK, I'm only gay because it didn't work out with dudes. Finally, Elliot, the driver, kicks them out because 
I won't allow this homophobic rhetoric in my car. <laughs> Nigga, you okay with bare dick in hand during an Uber pool, but not this homophobic rhetoric? Uh, I wanted to be mad at Elliot, but he ended up giving me a random Visa card he found. <laughs> he said, this is for all your troubles, a.k.a. don't snitch on me, bruh. Praise be Usher Devontae Raymond and Little John, because I said, yeah. <laughs> found out the gift card had $15.52, which has pretty much covered my trip. Yeah, I'll continue Uber Xing it until I'm doing bad again. The pool life ain't for me, but y'all carry on. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, it was crazy. How, so, Sydney has been writing these posts for almost like two years now. Yes. How is it you always manage to get into these crazy situations? I've written Uber Pool and I have Uber Pool story, but it's only one crazy story. <laughs> well, I take them really late. I take them after work. So that's between the hours of anywhere from like 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. And it's usually on the weekend when this happens. It's like people who are super wasted. Like, they don't care. They know that they're getting in a car with somebody else, but they assume, like, this is still my car, so I'm going to act a fucking fool. Yeah. And the drivers, I don't know how they do it. Like, I would just turn off the Uber pool app. They can't. I know. That's I would try to so turn angry. it off. I mean, you, did you see the video of the Uber Uber driver cussing out the CEO who got in the car? I heard about that. I didn't I didn't watch it, but I heard he about like, it. He was like, you made me miss out on so much money because y'all fuckery in this whole <laughs> lawsuit and <laughs> supporting Orange 45. Y'all messing it up for us. We immigrants. You supporting this man who got. Yeah. And caught it on tape, too. So, the, so now the CEO was like, I'll have a discussion with you further. You know. Well, they have um, cameras in the Uber now. They have cameras for you to look outside. Like if anything happens outside of the car, yeah. um, they have it on tape. But he can also flip it and record what's going on in the inside as well. So the CEO had to have known that he was being recorded. So why would he say all this crazy stuff about like. I don't it's know. Not, it like, just started literally like two weeks. I've, I've so started stupid. to see Uber pool. Ubers just have this little phone that you can videotape the outside and inside. And it's allegedly for their protection, but I really feel like they're recording because they're trying to catch a case. They, I think they are recording because they, these drivers be raping people and other crazy things that happen in the car. Really? You didn't know that Uber drivers were raping people? Uh, well, now, I, well, let me, no, wait, let me scale that back. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like. Okay. Like, give me the tea, Chloe. No, but there, there have been, there have been cases mm -hmm. globally, globally of sexual assault in Uber cars. Yes. With drivers and passengers. So I think that's one, that's one way for them to protect them themselves, the company to protect themselves and be yeah, like, but he could just turn it off. If he, if he gonna rape, I know just like how cops turn off their body cam. Okay. So um, pretty much they yeah, can do whatever they want. Uber's a rap. Uber's a rap though. They've had too many things back to back to back that have, that have weighed negatively for them in the public space. One is him. Um, one, one is him supporting Donald Trump. Yes. Two is when they had the Muslim ban and the New York City cab shut down for an hour at JFK in support of the immigrants who were being detained. Uber was like, yo, we got this hot sale for y'all. Oh, my goodness. It was 50% off. Uh, it, and then the pool. This is when um, the drivers were really upset because the pool was even cheaper than yeah. it usually is. Like you get like a $10 ride. Now it was $3. 
was three dollars. If they people were going far, like yeah. they were going from uh, Lower East Side to Harlem, three dollars. Yeah, that's fucking. And people nuts. were getting in there because yeah. they ain't shit. They ain't shit. They were like, oh, these people stuck in the airport. Whatever. What? I'm like, wow, Uber, y'all yeah. have no chill. And then the third thing is, so you had you had them supporting Orange Forty Five. You had them doing that fire sale, doing the Muslim ban, mm-hmm. and then they have this new thing where um, a woman has filed a lawsuit. She worked for Uber, saying that she was in a very discriminatory and sexual assaulty environment. And then they turn around, and when people when people were trying to, to to delete their accounts, it says basically there was a, a message that was like, "Hey, we know you heard about this whole talking about she's been sexually assaulted in our office. What else? You should really stick with us anyway." Like it was a whole thing, and they named her name and everything. It was like it's really <sighs> unfortunate that blah 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 blah, but boop de boop boop boop. You can still stay if you want. Uber like, stay sending not- those letters. They send them out. They don't and, care. And then she got on Twitter and she was like, uh, if anybody calls you about me, Uber has hired a private investigation company to try and like find out dirt about me. So don't talk to them about me. Wow. Yeah. Uber is so and lifetime hired, channel messy. And they hired Eric Holder, the former attorney general, the black guy with the salty, salty gray hair mm-hmm. to help help them investigate what they're doing wrong in a company. And I'm like, if you had to hire him, if you had to hire a man that had to figure out what was going on in Baltimore, Chicago, uh, your shit's fucked up. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, currently, uh, I have a friend that's secret shopping drivers. And so she has an account where she has to, like, you know, uh, take as many, I think, like 10 a day and basically rate drivers. And in November, they were taking a whole bunch of drivers off the road because they were really bad. I mean, I was getting into some cars that I was like, dude, are you even an Uber driver? Like, this is sketchy as hell you know what when uber first started i had i had a friend who had a story when uber first started people were letting their friends cousin and and mans and them yes. ride under their account yep. and and you thinking that this is who the person is and they could look just like because his brother his cousin his play cousin and so it that's kind of really like that was super sketchy and then i think she like went home with him and she found out that he wasn't who that was a whole other story <laughs> wait he was wait your friend hooked up with an uber driver that it wasn't even the real person on the account exactly (laughs) so she thinking that he got a job but like he's just uh riding around and getting it yeah and because they'll tell you like oh this not my this is my cousin this is my brother's account i'm just driving for him because he's busy or whatever uh, well, you know what? The reason why I don't take Lyft is because it Lyft is super janky. I got in there a couple times, and the last time I got in there, a dude was playing some music, and I was like, "This is whatever." Obviously, it wasn't the radio, and he's like, "What you feel about? What you think about this?" And I was like, "It's all right. It's cool. You know, it's rap. It's terrible." He's like, "Nah, nah. Like, do you like the beat? Do you like how you feel about the lyrics?" I was like, "It's cool. Whatever." So then finally, I realized he's playing his. the whole mixtape and he's playing his music. Of course, it's his music. And I was like, wait, what did my ears just hear? And then he's like, hey, can you uh, follow me on uh, SoundCloud um, if you want to purchase my music? Like, I was like, what? I'm paid good money to be in this Lyft car. And now you're like, you know, telling so me crazy? your music. Like, well, I've had an experience like this, but this one guy, we got in a car and it, and he was a DJ and this shit was pumping. Like me, <laughs> like me and my bro was in the car like, yo, this shit is kind of dope. And we were singing <laughs> to the song because it was like old, like old school, like uh, old school R&B, mm-hmm. you know, like this, like early 80s and shit like that. Did he have a disco um, ball and like lights? Because I've been no, in one of those. 
Where um, they have like the lights and make it look like a, a discotheque. Yeah, you know what? I think it's the same reason why you liked Uber in the in the first place, which is like, oh, it feels like it's a real car and they yeah. don't have all this like cramped space and partitions. Now you're like, I want that partition back. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, because <laughs> well, they want to get good ratings. Like now they really care about how many stars they get. Because the more stars they have, the better clients they get. They're gonna get. Um, passengers who have more money who might tip them allegedly yo can we talk about this tipping shit <laughs> so i was in uber once i haven't I, I bought a car last summer so i haven't been in uber but i was od with my uber because you know me you and my monroe and yes. we used to split cars and i know me, from uh, fat cat yeah yeah that black um and one time we went in a minivan we were taking videos we was, remember that night we went in mm-hmm. a minivan bumping the music yeah mess um so I haven't taken them in a while, but I just forgot the point that I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> forgot to. I was like, where's she going with this? <laughs> I should rewind it and listen it. Okay, let me let me get my train of thought. Okay. I'll edit this out. Um, fuck. But it was like a party. No, you, you were t- talking about the music and the listening to the shit and all that stuff. I totally blanked out. You said one was a DJ. No. Okay, we missed that. I was saying, right. I, I'm saying I used to take Ubers a lot, but oh, so I used to take Ubers. Okay, let me be clean with this so I can edit it. Mm-hmm. So I don't take Ubers as much anymore, like nearly nowhere near as much. But when I used to take it, I used to get pissed off. You're talking about the quality of drivers because yes. when I come home late, these mofos will be sleeping at the like I've been in cars so many times where they were literally falling asleep behind the wheel. Yes. To the point where I'd be like, yo, roll a window down. Put on whatever native music you need to hear to wake your ass up. I'm put them drums on, boom, 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 boom. Get me the fuck home in a safe manner, and that's what pissed me off because it's like I want to be mad at the driver, but then I also realize that they're really tired because they're working like twelve hour shifts. Yes, they are. So it's like you hear them being like, "Yeah, I brought my family over here. I'm supporting everybody, and I'm making good money." But then like you dozing off at the light, and I want to punch you in the back of your head. Oh, and they want five stars, and they want you to give them cash. That's I've what had, we were talking about. Yes, tipping. I've had yes, I've had so many Uber drivers have the little tip bucket. Like it's okay to give cash. Like really, really milking it. Okay, so I remember my thought now. So, I was in like Uber, right? This mm-hmm. is fairly o- early on for me. Like I'm not, I don't really have my my Uber sophistication up. Right. So I get in a car and it's an Uber pool, but this is before Uber pool became like the New York City bus. Yes. And so it was just, <laughs> it was just me and this one dude. And so I get in first and he gets in, and he gets out before me. And when he gives out, he tips this man $5. And now the real key key was that the driver was flirting with me the whole time before the dude got in. Like he was like, oh, I just got here. I'm by myself in this mm-hmm. country. And, you know, I'm learning the language and like, you know, maybe we can like go out for tea and you can help me speak English better. And I was like, oh, this is cute. Like he was way too short and small and he, you know, he's an uber driver yeah. not like no shading to uber drivers but like i mean i can't i got all the shade to the drivers i don't want no parts i don't want to parts either i don't want to parts i don't want to parts um and so he was like flirting with me like really you know cute and innocent because you know i could if i i feel like you flirt with me is cute and innocent if i know that i could physically overpower you but once you're bigger than me i'm like this is assault yeah. um i'm all, I'm all set. <laughs> so the guy gets in he gets out he gives him five dollars and so now is weird because you feel obligated. I feel I feel uh, not only do I feel kind of obligated, but I'm not going to tip. I'm not going to tip anyway. But I'm definitely not going to tip because you was already flirting with me. So why would I tip some man that was flirting with me? I'm not going to reward you for your terrible flirting behavior. Yeah. And I wanted to look at this dude. Like, why the fuck did you give him five dollars, sir? 
Well, I talk to a lot of the drivers <laughs> of and they say <laughs> that like they're really not making any money. Uber takes most of their money. Most of it. What do it. you mean? But they were supposed to be making so much money. No, like it just was depends. It, was it sixteen hundred dollars a week? It depends on how many rides they do a day. And one guy was like, when you first become an Uber driver, if you do, I don't know, like twenty rides in one day, you get a stipend for like five hundred dollars or three hundred dollars or something like that. They give you it's kind of like a bonus, like oh you got this many rides. They give oh, you like extra when you first start. When you first start, so you are you like oh shoot I'm caking this is cute, but then after a while, you know with the Uber pool they're not making any money because first of all it's cheap, and I'm splitting the ride with somebody else, so it's a fifty dollar ride. I'm spending twenty five, she's spending twenty five, and it's taking him a longer time to get to where he needs to go, so it's wasting time. Missing out on other passengers who are in Uber X. So he's like, at the end of the day, it's a $50 ride, but he's only getting um, $18 of it. Mm -mm. I couldn't do that. Like, you might as well just get a regular job. But a lot of them can't because they don't have, you know. Mm -mm, girl, I've been, seeing too, I've been seeing too many white men in Ubers. Mad happy. Like, yeah, super. But, you, but let me say something. Some people need to be Uber drivers because they may not have the social skills to work in an environment with other people. Or they might not be able to meet tasks or use the internet or computer. Like, you got to realize people are weird. Like, there are a lot of people who just believe, I would rather sit in this car by my damn self, listen to some music, pee in a bag, and pick up pretty women. Well, I think there need to be more background checks. I swear. I swear to God. I just feel like if you think that people are weird on the train, they're even more weird in a car. You know, mm -hmm. like the drivers and the people that are in Uber Pool. Like, I can't stress how many crazy people where I thought, man, I should probably just get out. Mm. I, I've I should only had, get out. I've only had two experiences in Uber Pool. One was kind of funny where it was me and my roommate and we went coming home and we pull up for uber pool share mm -hmm. and it's a white girl and two white dudes and the two white dudes are literally holding this drunk chick up right then oh they put her in the front seat say good night close the door and we peel off and so i'm thinking like i hope she knows where she's going i hope she knows how to get in her house or whatever like they literally left her like stupid drunk in uber with us in the front seat in the front seat Oof. so we get to our place the whole time she's drunk she's trying to open the door and everything he was like man the driver's like please man please stop open yeah. the door we get to my house we get out she's like um are we home yet and i was like no we at my house we're not at your house <laughs> she's like oh my god i have to pay and she opens the door gets out of the uber with the door open no i think she closed the door pulls her pants down squats in the middle of the street pisses pulls her pants back up gets back in the car she didn't even try to like shake it off or not nothing. even a wiggle <laughs> so that she was dropped down and got her eagle on yeah. peed and then got back in the car like she was fine like all right i'm ready to go home See, that's the thing about white people. When they be, when you think they black out drunk, they be good. They be good as fuck. You be like, oh my God, she needs us. She needs help. She needs intervention. They pee, they burp. They be like, oh, all right, let's do it. I'm ready to go. Let's do and it. sometimes you got to just uh, pee it out. But I mean, I recently got in and I saw this woman and uh, this man, we were at Artichoke Pizza 
and I see the guy holding the box of pizza. And I'm like, okay, this couple going to come in here with this fucking smelly-ass pizza because you know artichoke stinks. Mm-hmm. And there was another dude already in the back. So the woman snatches the the pizza, gets in the car, and she says, driver, drive off now. She snatches this man's pizza. She's like, he thought he was coming home with me, but that was on him. Like, she was making fun of him. She stole his pizza. <laughs> All he was doing was talking to her. Wait, he didn't even buy her pizza. She she literally stole this he man's stole pizza. His pizza. And the driver pulled off? Yeah. Nah, B, I wouldn't have pulled off. And he didn't she didn't even offer anybody a slice. <laughs> I said, <laughs> bitch, that's probably like a fifty dollar pie. Oh, it was a can, whole pie? It was a whole pie, Chloe. I said, man, Mallory's out here winning. They out here so bold. Ooh, I was scared. I was like, what if this guy runs after the car, but luckily we was at a green light, so it was fine. <laughs> we, had, we had that green no, light so fast. Me, that's crazy. She was like, driver, hit the gas. Let's go. But what driver, see, because she white. That's the only reason why he pulled the fuck off. If it was black, he'd be like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. We ain't going, uh-uh. Get out. I'm not going nowhere. Get out. No, he looked at the dude. He's like, this guy ain't running. He got a loafer on. Um, Yeah, he's not going <laughs> to be able to catch this uh, car at all. I... Oh, got into one altercation in an Uber pool once and it was not my fault. Like a real like argument? or Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm in. So this is when Uber. I love how we're like 20 minutes and we've constantly been talking about Uber. But I feel like a lot of people can relate to these yes. Uber stories. We'll move to another story after this last one. Yeah. So yeah. we. OK, so I'm in it by myself mm-hmm. and I don't know why. I took an Uber pool. I think it was when I, it, it was, I hadn't taken Uber pool in a long enough time that I did not realize that it had literally become like a dollar van. Mm-hmm. Like it literally was it like is. pick up, drop off, pick up multiple people. Like oh, I, yeah. it was my first night ever realizing that they did multiple pickups. So I get in the car first. These two girls get in and you know, when you sign up for Uber pool, you have to say how many people you have, have yeah. because it's a max of four people. Mm-hmm. We get to, so I was on like 37th and Midtown. Then we get down to some people on like Union Square. These two girls get in. Really cute young black girls get in. Then we go to Lower East Side because we're all going into Brooklyn. Brooklyn. We go to pick up somebody and it's two people. And so I'm coming from work or somewhere and I'm like in my phone. I'm tired. I'm not paying attention. And this girl opens this black. We're all black. Everybody's black in the car. Everybody's black um, using Uber. Yeah, pool. yeah. And so this girl <laughs> opens up the car door and she was like, uh-uh. Ain't no room. It's two of us. Ain't no room. Like, one of them got to get out. We was like, excuse me? He was like, ma'am, did you, like, what did you pick? Did you select one person or two people? I got an Uber pool. No, no, no. But how many people did you pick? Because it's only room for one person. Mm -hmm. Did you say one or did you say two? She's not comprehending that, but she's really loud and, like, super ghetto. And, And she's with her boyfriend, right? And so it's his account, but she's doing all the talking. And so we're in Lower East Side. It's like Club Central. It's mad people on the street. We're pulled off to the side of the street. And she's like, nah, they got to get out. It's three of them. And he was like, no, but see, we're two separate accounts. They're two. I'm one. There's room for one more. Wait, you were talking to her? No, I wasn't talking to her. Okay. So she's yelling and arguing, and I'm in my phone. And I was like, yo, just close the door. Like, So then the girl, the the little girl, the young girl sitting in between, I'm on one side, the other girl's next to me and the crazy girl's next to the little girl. So 
I'm telling the girl next to me, just close the door. Mm-hmm. Let's get the fuck out of here. Like, why are we even having this conversation? Oh, you gonna close the door? You gonna close the door? And so the girl next to me is like shook because this girl is like super good. I mean, her weave was terrible. Oh like, no, it was, like, it was a glue in. You could tell. Oh, like, she got the glue in. You know, she don't have nothing to live for. Not, like nothing listen. to live for. Nothing to live for. <laughs> her bra was too tight, so she had like four titties. You know oh, that too no. tight on the top. That top titty meat bouncing out <laughs> on the top of her V neck. Her dude is not saying shit, right? Because he knows she crazy. So the driver was like, well, just cancel the ride. No, I'm not canceling the ride. I'm not canceling the ride. Why am I canceling the ride? It's your fault. It's your fault. And I was like, look, I will give you the $5 to shut the fuck up and close the goddamn door. $5? Yeah. Of your own money? Yeah. I was like, I will give you $5. It's not. It's nothing. Like you don't have five dollars to lose. Like you never went to fucking McDonald's and spent five dollars, bitch. It's the same thing. You got nothing for your money. What are you talking about? It's all right. I, I, I'm not doing it. Tell him to cancel it. Tell him. I was like, no, he's not canceling. You cancel. Why should he cancel for your mistake? So then she get in, and I'm like this, talking normal, and so she's like, yo, what kind of shit is this? So I'm like, yo, shut the fucking door. Get out of here, yo. You're very being very Brooklyn. I'm super hyped because I'm angry and I'm tired and I'm hungry. So I put my phone in my purse. So she sees me put my phone in her purse. She goes, yo, to her man all of a sudden. Yo, uh-uh, hold myself because she about to swing on me. And I was like, trust, honey, if I was going to swing on you, I would have swung on you already. 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 What I got to put my phone away what for? My, I said, I'm just putting my phone away because I'm trying to figure out why you're wasting my time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and tell your bitch ass man he ain't gonna do shit because he ain't said shit this whole fucking time. You using his account and you never know how to use a fucking Uber pool, you dummy. Ooh. Both y'all ain't shit. I give you $5 for a fucking Metro card. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> for one swipe? Because that's yeah. how much a exactly. swipe is now. $5. Yeah. So finally, somehow, I guess she, I guess her dude was like, all right, I'll just delete it. I was like, yeah, thank you. And dump her. And leave her, please. Please, because she gonna get you fucked up in these Uber streets. Ooh. <laughs> like come on you oh my I hate, god i hate when people are loud and wrong like that is my pet peeve you can't be loud and wrong well that's new york though you think new- so yeah i mean it, that's the problem with like transportation i feel like in new york city it's too many people feeling like you shouldn't be bumping me watch your backpack it's like this this is sardines like th- we're living in sardines this is how it is somebody's gonna hit you by accident yeah somebody's gonna brush up against you somebody's gonna touch you in a weird place because we're all squished up and like you have to be mindful of that i know it's interesting when you look at videos of china and how they literally have people who are paid to stand on train platforms with white gloves and push you the fuck in that train that's crazy they push you in the train like legit put like like full push a bolt like a bolt you know how you try to push a bolt yeah. and you got to plant your feet mm-hmm. yeah like that well i think that's what people do anyway they do for themselves they push themselves into the train yeah Every- they try but it ain't like in like china they just be like yo we ain't gonna have no seats in this train we gotta just push people in <laughs> People are like at the top. They're at the ceiling of the train. Yeah, it's no terrible. way. I can't. That's why I need to get out. I want to go to L.A. Wait, where, but where? How long you been living in New York? Man, I feel like forever. Like fifteen years. Damn, really? It's been that long. Yeah, I I came back here when I was little. I I moved to California when I was two, and then I came back when I was like twelve, thirteen. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. so you were here. I don't know why I thought you came here later. No. Wait, so do you do you ever go back to California and visit? Uh see, you need mm-hmm. to have a car when you're in California. I'm 
Girl, Origin- they got Uber. What are you talking no, about? No, I originally lived in um, Oakland, California, and it's not like that. It's not the Uber's not popping in Oakland, and I mean, there's nothing to do there. Like you, you kind of have to already have something going on when you're in Oakland. Do you have family there? Yes, I still have some cousins, but my immediate family that live there have passed away. So, I mean, I could go visit my cousins, but. It's just everybody's so old. There's going to be nothing to do. Like, <laughs> You what sound we- like a kid has to go down south for the summer. Ain't no fun down there. It, oh, my God. That's how it feels. <laughs> it feels like Little Rock, Arkansas, which my family is originally from. And they had the nerve to take the Greyhound bus from New York to Little Rock, Arkansas in the summertime. And I would always die. One time we took the Greyhound from California to Little Rock. Why it, did you do that? Cause they, How long were you down there to justify being on a, on a bus for three days? Yo, as soon as we got there, I was like, we got to go. I'm ready to go. The roaches <laughs> can fly. Uh, the roaches look like cats. Uh, the mosquitoes look like cats. Like, it's too much. It's too much. I My family did. Um, so... Here in America, black folks love a good family reunion in the South. We yes. love to go back to the places where our ancestors was um, beaten and raped and picked <laughs> cotton and celebrate over cold chicken and, and uh, brown paper bags. Yes. And so they would charter a bus and then you would get on, everybody would get on the bus and go down there. And so I think my family did that once where they chartered a bus, but I was a baby, baby. I remember like parts of it because I think they might, we might have did it like twice. I think once I was a definitely like a toddler and the second time I might have been like four or five and we got a bus from New York and drove all the way down to South Carolina. They put the Stevens family reunion on the side of the bus. Oh, that's beautiful. No AC on that bus. <laughs> I don't even think we could use the bathroom on it. It was a lot of cold chicken and brown paper bags. And we get down there and it was like, now what do we do? Just eat more chicken and hot ass yeah, sun. There's that's nothing it. to do. There's but you no talk, rides. you talk to your family, you do like yeah, but games, you, know the kids you play spades. You don't the kids and cut the kids and cousins don't really talk like the old folks do. But how many people are in your family? Oh, back then this is the heyday. So my so the Stevens is my mom's father's family. Mm-hmm. And so he had and I will say this, out of all of the like grandparents in my family, his lineage is the most detailed. Like we have the family tree that goes all the way up to the slave master. Wow. And so my dad, my grandpa's family, he was, he comes from um, a man and he, that son, that man. Okay. So there was a slave master, right? right? And the slave master was, you know, sleeping with, raping let's be real yeah uh sally Sally hemmons sally hemmons and jefferson (laughs) uh the slave master was raping one of the slaves and they had 11 children together all biracial okay then she met a another slave and they got married and she had one son and my family comes from the full black son of this slave who had 11 other kids. How so did you get all this stuff? My somebody, Ancestry.com? No, this is way before. This is way before Ancestry.com. Uh-huh. Way before. So there's a cousin in my family who's like, she's really obsessed with like chronicling the family. So she found all of this stuff. So we come from this, the one 100% black kid from this slave mom. 
And so we found, we have white family, we have family from that same slave woman who ended up passing and just be, you know, becoming white, 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 white. Yeah. So we have the white Stevenses and, and the black Stevenses. And so one family reunion, we found a couple of them. They candy was looking terrible. <laughs> and, um, and we met them. It's like, Oh, Hey family, whatever. We have a same ancestor, but that's what it, I mean, that's what it is. Like that's, if you, if anybody, if any black American in this country looks up their lineage, you will find your white cousins. And I'm pretty sure most of them voted for Donald Trump. I want to look it up because my family is so small. It's so small. And a lot of people passed away. And I'm just like, I want to figure out if there's more out there so I could just know. Because I'm course. not going to talk to them now. But no, I just want to know. Well, I just say want... something. You better find out who they are before when you pop up and you blow up and they find you. And then you want to have to spend <laughs> extra money to figure out if this is your cousin. Because you know as soon as you blow up, they're going to be like cousin like uh what's his name tupac and oh yeah from poetic justice lucky little (laughs) lucky me cousin what's up cousin you know i need a heart transplant so uh yeah i I mean book money some of that uber pool money from what i know (laughs) i know a lot of people in my family who they don't have a lot of kids they they'll have like one and then that kid might not have kids so that's why my family's so small yeah my brother doesn't have any kids my sister has three kids but other than that i mean my immediate family i'm like when am i gonna have kids i don't know well i don't feel the pressure to have kids because um not that it would have mattered but my um my brother is the last hilliard my brother's 15 years younger than me Mm -hmm. so before him i i thought about that i was like damn like there's no more there's nobody else to carry that name from my dad's from my dad's immediate family there are no boys and so my brother thankfully we had a they had a boy Boy, so he can carry the name on and so i thought about that for a second i was like oh my gosh if i have kids maybe i'll just hyphenate their name so that the hilliard name lives on and my you know my business has my name in it so and you know now that i do this even yeah. if i were to get married i'm still i'm not changing my my name professionally because you know sag after is real it is <laughs> <laughs> so this name is staying forever and in private life i'll go by whatever my married last name is but that's something you got to think about like you're you should definitely look up and see where your family is. I mean, that means I have to go to Little Rock, Arkansas, and I just cannot. But girl, we got the not. internet. What are you talking about? If my cousin, my cousin and them could find out our family back to the slave owner and 80 something with no internet, you can get on Google and find out who. Or first of all, this is a journalist to me. All you yes. have to do is find out your, find out the last names of the people that you're of course you know who they are and then you can go to whatever city they live in look up city records see what properties they own if they had any debt any loans if they were ever arrested what schools they went to like it's easy to find it out in the corner you law. on your city, uh, yeah, murder city. she wrote tip i just see. gotta go to city, city registry let me tell you something i can find out anything about anybody and it's so funny when i talk to people that's if, scary it, it, when i talk to people and they be telling me stuff and i be like you have no idea that i can find this shit out in like two seconds I mean, even in social media, just what people put all in their uh, their outlets, the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, people be putting a whole like geotag, you know where people at. Like there was a comic. She's a female comic and she used to always put her geotag on her tweets. And I said to her, I said, girl, why are you doing this? Because you travel 
by yourself. Yeah. You are a woman. Why are you doing this? She's like, I think it's fun. And I was like, never mind. Conversation done. I don't care how many, I don't care how starved you are for attention or how many people you want to know that you traveling, you getting this money or whatever you're doing. Your safety is always first. Um, what's the name? The girl from, um, Harry Potter, what's her name? Emma Watson, is that mm-hmm. her name? The little white girl. Emma I Watson. don't know. They all just you know, you know, you know. <laughs> they you all know. just Emma, Mallory, you know, uh, Ashley, you know, you know that witchcraft hoe, that yeah. hoe. Um, <laughs> Emma, I think her name is. So she doesn't take selfies with fans in the street because she says that if she takes a selfie and they post it, then people will be able to figure out like a radius of where she is. Oh wow! Yeah, I and I and I was like, that. and I was like, that's that's true. Like you can't you can't take a picture with somebody on the street and they'd be like, can you post this in seven hours? Like, and even if you did, if it's your neighborhood, you know, then people are gonna be like, oh, Ooh. I know. And all because you also got to think about it. Like Harry Potter people are fanatical. Yeah, so they're gonna really be like, oh, that's a Starbucks on Fourth and seventh that like they're really going to be like oh that's that little sliver because you know we've all look at somebody's celebrity photo and be like wait I feel like I, yeah i've been to that place before so yeah you got to be mindful of it i mean but also if you look in the pictures that you take and you um upload it to your computer you can see exactly where you yes. were when it's getting too much i'm scared i'm scared to do anything even texting people even taking pictures even being on twitter facebook people can find out Everything. where you at yeah what you're doing we have nothing to ourselves we have nothing to ourselves i um like i said i, I bought a car and i parked my car and i started walking to my house and my phone was like you parked your car a hundred feet away and i said get out of here satan wait what yes your phone, like my phone, I don't know what app it is. I don't know what, it's probably the Google app or whatever, okay. but it will mark where you parked your car and tell you and send you where you parked your car on a map. Well, that's beautiful, but terrible at the same time. Yeah, because time. it's beautiful. But if I had, if I had authorized it, if I had create, if I hit a button, it was like, yes, please tell me where I parked my car because I'm forgetful or whatever, then it'll be great. But for it to just pop up, that's some creepy ass shit because you're just like well what function in my phone is on that is automatically just telling, telling you this thing like i remember i have a friend who's a conspiracy theorist and um shout out to dave temple he's a comedian does he uh does he cover his laptop like of the, course where I the do camera that too. Br- I oh do you do too okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah because i watched mr robot and right. shit is real um but he was like chloe you know that you can um you can see what flights are above you on your phone what you just go to siri let me see if i can do it you go to Siri. Flights overhead. Checking. All right. Here's what I got. It says JetBlue's airway flight. Uh, 1,002. It's 11,000 feet up at 38 degrees. Wiggins Airways flight 283. JetBlue's airway flight 268. JetBlue's airway flight. And so on. And so on. Bitch, no. And so on. Yes, bitch. That, wow. I just. Can you imagine? Like, we talking about banning Muslims and getting rid of Mexicans and any terrorist could do this and be like, oh, okay, I know what I'm doing today. Wow. Like, That's if anybody, scary. I didn't know that. If anybody has. I, mean, I didn't of course, freaking like, know that at all. I mean, 6,000 feet. You can you can target something 6,000, 9,000 feet, I guess. I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, this is. You know? Yeah, but I feel like we could do all this stuff, but 
we still have all these damn Amber Alerts. Like, we can't find these kids. They can't put no chips in them. Like, some, like and I got okay, more Amber Alerts in the past two months than ever. Would you chip your kid? Yeah. I feel like it's it's smart. I mean, anything can happen, especially if you're on the run, you have a job, you have a babysitter, you're not around your kid twenty four seven. But the thing is, every every tech, each every technology. I feel like I just woke up. I can't talk today. Yeah. Uh, my grandma is terrible, so please don't uh, write in the comments how I'm not speaking well <laughs> today. Um, but every piece of technology can be compromised so just like your intent is to track your child someone's perversion could be to also track your child and so if you put a chip in that could be hacked everything could be hacked everything everything everything. elections governments everything could be hacked so you got to think about it that way you know so i remember you know when i was like super into the church as a kid and everybody was like you know the mark of the beast the mark of the beast 666 the tattoo the barcode you're gonna put it in the back of your neck and so i was like oh there's no way there's no way there's no way and I remember thinking like, well, why would people do that? Why would people knowingly do that if they if we know that that's the mark of the beast? Why would people willingly sign up for tattoos or get like, you know, Barcodes. markings? Yeah. And then you see stuff like this and you're just like, oh, yeah, I chip my kid, which could be the mark of the beast. I feel like I don't know. It's just with kids, you just really never know. I, can't you just put a code that like people can't override? Like it can't be hacked. There's everything can be hacked. Everything. Everything, everything has a price. You got to think about it as like if I'm the engineer that creates the chip for your kid, and some government agency or some underground conspiracy theorist or some madman comes to me, and I'm just an engineer. I'm an engineer making ninety eight thousand dollars working for this tech company that creates these chips for kids and somebody comes to me and says hey chloe i'm gonna pay you two million dollars to give me the access codes to all of these kids necks i'm gonna be like fuck yeah yes fuck them kids <laughs> hell yeah i'll do that but it's so scary when i hear all these stories about just kids not turning up they they're gone forever yeah, and you know what? And it's crazy because even in- people, even adults, that they just they go. That some of them have um, what is it? Like Alzheimer's mm-hmm. or whatever, and they're just they Vanish. they get lost and they're gone, and you never see them again. And you're like, you don't even know where their body is. Yeah. So that's the reason why I would want a chip because then you would eventually find them. You would find them, even if they're dead or alive. You would find the body. I know, but the thing is, then people would know how to take the chip out. You get what I'm saying? Like, everything is corruptible. That's what I mean. Yeah. Everything is corruptible. And um, in New York City, I mean, all across the country, but in New York City, in the Bronx, there's been a lot of cases of missing young girls who are who have been abducted, people yes. believe, for sex trafficking. Exactly. And we're talking about 13, 14, 12-year-old girls just missing. And I read the story, and, you know, the you know me, the journalist in my head pops up, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is the 12th girl that's been missing in the Bronx in, like, seven, eight months. Like, there's a real problem. It's not like, oh, another girl missing. It's like, no, these are clearly connected. Yeah. This is a problem, and people need to use resources to help educate people. Like, young girls, stop talking to grown-ass men on social media. Stop going to meet somebody you don't know. Stop going to a friend's house that you just met. Like... I had the living shit scared out of me as a kid by my parents because they were like, listen, you don't go to someone's house. You don't know what you're going to get into. Don't have sex. 
because if you get pregnant my mother was like if you get pregnant you and your baby are moving out of this house. you and your baby <laughs> i'm making you have that baby and then you have to move out yeah and i, I remember asked because i was a very hypothetical question kind of kid so i was like mom what would you do if i got pregnant she was like well you and that baby will be moving out because if you old enough to have a baby, you old enough to live on your own. I was like, I'm 12. She was like, not no, my problem. No. And I know she she meant it. She meant it to enough for me to be like, oh, yeah, I'm like. That's I'm what they say. Her. And then you nah. had a baby and they're like, well, you no, know. My mother would have my mother would have sent me somewhere. She would have probably sent me now. So I have to live with like my great aunt in like a little shack. But you were talking about how these girls shouldn't meet up with strangers. But everybody's making it cool to be on Tinder and like meet strangers. I remember when I was in the chat rooms and like, that was a big thing, but like, you don't tell nobody you in the chat room. I was like, in the chat just, rooms too, but I never met nobody. I met, I met a girl. People. You crazy. I met two people and it was, I was 13. I was like, man, I don't care about my life at all. I met a dude in Queens one time. And then I had another guy come to my godmother's cookout. So I was whoa, like, whoa, 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 whoa. You invited people to a I family did, function? I, I was like, oh, well, at least I'll be around family. Oh, and wait, then uh, just the, for the people listening, um, Sydney once dated guys and now she's in a lesbian relationship because at yes. the top you were like, I'm a girlfriend. They were like, right. was it the chat room that turned you <laughs> against the dick, baby? The chat rooms ruined the penis for you? I Maybe. <laughs> I Listen, I invited him to my godmother's uh I look at your family like if I was your family, I'd be like, "Who is this man?" and get him out of here. I lied and said that I had met him already, but I didn't. I was like, "Ooh, this is gonna be safe. I'm around people." And so what if he's did crazy. he look like? And what, what uh, he was tall, lanky, cockeyed, harmless. Oh, he was harmless. He, yeah, but he just wasn't cute. Everything that he said, the description, I was like, "Well, lies, lies on lies on lies on lies." But I'm just saying though, like if he's cockeyed, he probably in his vision thought that he was cute. Shut up, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, but no, I just feel like it's more accessible to meet randoms and then people are okay with it. So if you're a kid and you hear about like Tinder and Bumble and you could put this app on your phone. Yeah, you gonna meet up with somebody, but I don't think kids are meeting other. I don't think kids are meeting predators on Bumble and Tinder. I think they're just meeting them, sliding in their DMs on Instagram. So, like, if I had a kid in this day and age, my child would have a flip phone, and I'm not even bullshitting. You know how to burn a phone? Nah. First of all, do you know that Nokia is bringing back their classic phone? You know what? And I'm gonna get one, and it costs fifty two dollars, and you probably have to charge it once a month. Okay, but then you have to press the numbers 12 times to get to the letter. So be it. And you got all these characters. My thing is, I feel like, okay, first of all, let me finish the thought. If I okay. had a kid, um, they would not have a smartphone. Okay. I don't understand how adults are giving a fucking 12-year-old a $400 phone. That is open, open technology to do anything and to hide it from you. That's a problem. That's a that's a large part of the reason why these girl, young girls, these kids are disappearing because parents have no concept of what their child is getting into. I mean, it was bad enough when people had comp- when a kid had a computer and they were on the internet. Ooh, but now AOL. they have a phone. Yeah, now they have a phone that they can do 24 hours a day, whatever the fuck they want, and you have no idea. So that's a problem. If I had a kid, she would have a flip phone. He would have a flip phone. Flip phone. That's it? That's I mean, it. So I can call you and you can call me. You're not texting nobody. <laughs> You're not getting on the internet unless you get home and you're sitting on a computer, which is in a family room where everybody can see. 
facing so I could see exactly what you're doing on the internet. I used to hate on that. I used to hate typing on that Nokia phone. I hated it. It takes me an hour to write three sentences. So yeah, maybe you have, maybe you're ahead of the head of the game right now. I would definitely get that. I would love to simplify my life. Plus I feel like something technology wise is going to happen and we're going to regress anyway. Like I feel like, I feel like hacking, something's going to happen where people are like, I don't trust it. You know what I mean? Well, they did have that Y2K thing and we thought, that the happened. whole world was going to end because all the technology was going to shut down, but it didn't happen. So I was watching Anderson Cooper last night, um, the queen of CNN. And, well, Don Lemon's actually the queen of CNN. Um, so Don, so Anderson Cooper had on this guy, Chris Carter, or some, his name was whatever, Carter something, who used to be a part of the uh, Trump campaign. Was he and, black? No, no, he's white. And he was a part of the Trump campaign, but he left because he had business dealings with Russia. So he, you know, left before Kellyanne um, Con Woman took over. Kellyanne Con Woman? Yes. (laughs) So basically, Anderson is like, what's going on with Russia? Do you think that, that Russia, you know, had any influence and do you think Putin hacked? And he's like, no, I, I wouldn't say that. You know, he kept skirting it, but he was like, no, I wouldn't say that. And, he, you know, I don't I don't feel like they would blah, 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 blah. And, and then Anderson was like, you have business dealings in Russia. You mean to tell me when you go to Moscow, you don't take a second phone because you know that they're going to hack your phone. They're going to listen to your calls. And he was like, no, I, I have a second phone. He was like, so if you have a second phone, because you, you know. know, he was like, Anderson was like, nobody goes to Moscow without a second phone because everybody knows that they hack your phone. You have to get a burner phone when you go to Moscow. Everybody knows this. This is common knowledge. Mm-hmm. And the dude was like, yeah, no, I have a second phone. He was like, so if you have a second phone, because you know, if you go to Moscow and you have business dealings there and they know you that they're going to hack your phone, you don't think they would hack our election? He was like, I wouldn't say that. So if people are hacking phones now, get your motherfucking Nokia, bitch. Get you, you don't think they'll be able to uh, hack yeah. a Nokia? No, nah, I don't think it will be as easy because <laughs> there's no cloud. If there's no cloud, they can't hack it. I mean, not, there is well, actually, no cloud on the Nokia. Well, I think also, I mean, because everybody says that the cloud is safe, but like. That's mm, not true. I know. That's that's not, it's not. Well, there's, the thing is the cloud. So what I've, listen, if you know more information about this than I do, um, Write it in the comments. Yes. Hit us I'm up. also just trying to get you guys to leave comments. Yeah. Um, but people have said that the cloud is not hackable because the companies that own like Apple or, you know, Android or Google, or whatever, they're constantly safeguarding they lying. the cloud. But what gets hacked is your, your password gets hacked. So they will hack your account to get into your cloud, but they can't hack the cloud to get people's information. Get what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. I could see that. But I mean, either way, you're getting hacked. Yeah, matter. you're getting so, hacked. Like they should find a way to safeguard my fucking phone. Can you do that for me? Um, get a flip phone. I'm not doing that, Chloe. I have we ha- we run around town. We gotta go to shows. We gotta meet up with people. But think about Imagine it. Imagine if no, no. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. Okay. Because you have to realize we are be- we become dependent as you you just press your phone to see who messaged you. I said, who is who um, messaging me right now? See, what happens is we have given up our mental, our mental 
capabilities to our phone. So a lot of things that we normally in the past were able to remember and compute, we now rely on the phone. It's like when you first got your first calculator in math class, you was like, why the fuck do I need to know why two plus two is four? I just got a calculator. I'm not even going to retain that information anymore. Girl, I don't know nobody's number. Nobody. But that's like, what I'm saying, though. No. So then you know what number. you do? You get a you get a little phone book. You write people's phone numbers down. You keep it in your purse. That means, think about it like this. How much time in a day you will free up if you're no longer beholden to your phone? That means if you, and also it keeps you accountable. If you make an appointment, you keep that appointment because yep. you can't text, you can't cancel. You have to know where it is before you leave your house. You know how many times I've walked out of my house, got on a train to go to an appointment, realized I didn't realize what the address was and yeah. I don't have no internet. So now I got to figure out where the yes. fuck I got to go. That happens to me every week <laughs> so now i would already know what it is you would lay your week out tuesday at 11 i gotta be at 1600 broadway i already know what train i gotta take to get there this is the phone number of the person that i need to call from the front desk when i chloe like, that sounds like so much work it's not i'm telling and you it's boring and listen, <laughs> so it boring isn't, i don't think it's work but i do think that if people start using that that what is the word i'm looking for if people start using that part of their brain again I think people will be become more in tuned and oh. they will be smarter. Then there'll be less selfies and then less emojis. And like we don't on. need that. I don't we think that need those things. This is why you have critical. I think people are people are lacking in critical thinking. And if you have to problem solve on a daily basis about where you need to be and when and why, I think we'll have people will be better for it. I agree. I mean, that's why I can't go camping because I'm like, mm, ain't no Wi-Fi out in the Listen, in the woods, so I, was, I won't be able to get around. Let me tell you, something. it's so freeing. I was in Cuba for a week. That's right. Yeah. Oh wait, tell me. Tell it me was great. It's funny because I always I've have done a couple episodes since I've been back, and I keep mentioning like I'm gonna really talk about it. But yeah, you should. You know. Girl, um, you, first of all, you want a vacation. That's like a big deal. <laughs> in New York City, we are here 365 days yeah. a year. I just feel like we're here all the time and nobody's taking a break. So you went on vacay. Not only did you go on vacay, but you went to Cuba. Yes. It was, and I saw your pictures. Yeah. The Cuba was amazing. I enjoyed myself. Um, I mean, there was definitely some pros and cons. No, no, there are no cons that I personally experienced, but there's cons for the people who live there. You know what right. I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like you, if you're if you go somewhere, you notice little things and you're just like, oh, it's kind of like. It's kind of sketchy and fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, but my person, my personal experience is great. I, everybody was really nice. It was very uh, super safe. I mean, because they've killed off all the people who were potentially criminals anyway. So Thank goodness, shut up. <laughs> uh, so there's no cr- there's no crime. There's I mean I'm sure like here and there, but like safe. Like you could walk the streets at one two o'clock in the morning. People are out. Dogs, kids. Like it's just a chill ass place. Did you mean any uh? No uh, men. No, no. First of all, my Spanish isn't fluent, and I'm not. I'm a fluent. Chloe, come on. And I'm just, Rosetta Stone. No, I, I definitely. Thankfully, before. Oh, so this is why I'm talking about Cuba. Thankfully, before I got there, I had I forgotten, but I had downloaded Google Translate. And so, like, by my second or third day there, I realized it was on my phone, uh-huh. and so then now I could type because you can use it off of the internet if you download if you download the language of your choice. And I had downloaded French and Spanish, and um, you got enough data on your phone, okay? No, there's no data. It's you save it. Oh yeah, no, no, like you have phone. like data and storage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's funny. So I'm like laying in the bed one night, and I go and. Um, I realized that I have Google Translate. I was like, bitch, we got to kill it in Cuba because now I can type in messages and just literally show it to people like flashcards. Amazing. And so when I first um, 
when I first opened up the Google Translate, I had probably hadn't used it since I first downloaded it. And so, you know, when you first get something, you're like, oh, let me see how it works. I just started putting in phrases with multiple languages. Okay. Why did the phrase that I used was, um, how big is your dick? And I had it like seven Beesh. different. You are so messy. <laughs> did you ever say that to anybody? Did you show somebody? Oh, no. Did you show them? I just screenshotted it and sent it to my cousins. I was like, I ain't shit. Um, I literally had, how big is your dick in like Arabic mandarin you're awful hindu get out of this place French, i know this is Spanish, your place but get out creole wait so what was the highlight of your trip um i would say really not being on the internet actually like being able to walk outside and figure out an adventure make a plan meet up with people i mean sometimes it was frustrating because we i mean we didn't have phones either so it was hard because if you're like meet me at one o'clock then you kind of have to like meet somebody. Wait, you didn't have what? You didn't use your phone at all. No, I. Some people did, but I was like, I'm not. I want to be on vacation. I'm not going to turn on my cell phone. So you left your phone in no, your room. I know. I brought it with me. Okay. Um, to, for just, pictures, right? Just for pictures you just turn and video, but um, but you can get on the internet because you have to get Wi-Fi cards. You have to buy Wi-Fi cards at the hotels in downtown. And yeah, then you can get on. No, I did it. I did it because I had to let people know I was alive. Okay. You know, so I, I did that. But I would use the internet maybe once a day for like maybe ten minutes, not even like maybe ten minutes. And it was so freeing just to not constantly be looking at your phone and touching your phone and seeing if somebody texts you. And I'm telling you, I I strongly recommend. How long were you there? For? Uh, I was there for seven days. That's beautiful. You should. I'm telling you, go on vacation. You and your boo, no phone. Try it you'll feel so you you it's like you remember what it is to be a human being so you remember what it is to look up at the sky and the trees and make eye contact with people like even when i walk my dog i i'm looking at my phone and i'm like first of all this is dangerous i shouldn't be on my phone walking my dog yeah every time i see a movie with a woman like walking the dog and on her phone she getting killed well ain't nobody killing me because i'm (laughs) invincible (laughs) but yeah i feel like you should definitely like reconnect with the universe i'm gonna try i'll try it for one day and see how that goes i'm gonna go you can't see no i can't you can't do it for one day and and keep your routine i think you need a complete shock to the system you need to like do one day and like go some go do an adventure like you can't just sit in your house and not be on the phone i definitely want to go to cuba i went when i was oh i have a story i went there when I was in high school and it was a program it was a sister school program where we're going to go to Cuba and stay with a host family and like be with all these students and so we went um with our teacher and it was like maybe 12 students so we go there and we had our host family my host family was very dark but had all the nerve to be racist as fuck like they got me and they were like her because we pretty much looked alike. They were like, we couldn't get that that blonde girl over there. I'm like, wow. what? Like the grandmother, abuela, missing most of her teeth was like, mm, yeah, can we get somebody lighter? I was like, wow. They're... And you speak fluent Spanish, so you knew exactly what she No, said. no, no. But the person who was with me was translating. She didn't want to say in front of me, but she's like, yeah, the grandmother's not saying the nicest thing right now. <laughs> and then later when we left the house, she was like, yeah, the grandmother was like racist as fuck. She was 
so rude damn it's crazy what wait what year was this that you went because when i was there you know you asked them about race and they were like we don't have racism and i think that's because fidel was like we don't have racism and y'all better not act like we have racism i was in the ninth grade how no i was in the 10th 10th grade so how how old are you when you're in the 10th grade hey wait shut up what the Okay, you got a good dog. How old are you when you're in the like tenth grade? Um, I would say like fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, 15? I was around that. I was that age, and then I went there, and so I, I didn't like, know that like, it was like that. that I didn't like 10 know. Ten years ago, then. <laughs> Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> don't make me hit you with your own damn mic. Uh, yeah, I I was there in the two um, thousands. Yeah, the so the grandmother was. Racist. No, no, 90s, 90s. No. 2000s? I'm that much older than you? Whatever. Anyway, okay. Uh, Let's not go over age right now, but yeah. I I am 36 years old. I am proud of my age. It has helped me become a better person. Boo. <laughs> don't be lying to this and you can lie Boo. about your well not lie about your age but you can hold back your age if you want to I know people tell you that in this industry like don't say your age because blah, 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 blah. I still get carded so it don't matter listen Chloe let me tell you the story so the <laughs> grandmother was racist <laughs> the grandmother was racist and then four days into the trip I felt like one of the girls on the trip was feeling the teacher or had like some kind of relationship that wasn't like everybody else's relationship. Like one of your classmates. Yes. Was in, like your teacher from your school. Yes. So I'm downstairs in my room and something tells me to go upstairs to his room to like ask a dumbass question like, uh, is there any more leche in the, in the area or something <laughs> like that? I go up. She's giving this dude a hand job in Cuba. In Cuba, I said, "Girl, you could have gave him a hand job, in 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 the states. What do we do? We listen. This is crazy." And then I had to like act like I didn't see anything. Wait, 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 wait. So he had his door open while he's getting a hand job from a student? No, no, no. It was like the door was cracked a little bit. Why it, didn't they close the goddamn door? Because they foolish and white. So, and you know me, I was like uh, creeping and creeping and creeping and creeping, and I was like holding my breath in because I was oh, like, that's the that's the best kind of creep, baby. <laughs> that's the best I kind of breath. creep. I was like you, and then I peeked in a little bit, and then I opened the door a little bit more, and they like were startled. Did a who? And you know she didn't have much in her hand anyway, so it was like she just threw it down real quick. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. But in the back of my head, I was like, I knew it. I would have used that to my advantage. I knew it. You didn't use that to your advantage? Well, the rest of the trip, he kept asking me, like, you need anything? I mean, I think you used all your money, like the stipend. There was They was given a stipend to go on this trip. He was like, you need any more money? Like, you, you want to go get food? Like, he was trying to find out if I was going to tell. You didn't tell anybody? No. You should have told he's a predator. We're talking about predators. You got to identify predators. He's a predator. It, but in my head, I'm thinking like, yo, she was mad close with him. It wasn't like he was forcing her. Women are attracted to power and authority because it feels like safety. This man was balding and he was about five, three and a half. But what I'm saying is, is that he was her teacher. Yeah. So that is power and authority. Mm-hmm. And so, so if he, so if you're getting attention from someone who you're looking at as an authoritative figure, it makes you feel special. It validates you, especially if you're insecure, if you have issues. So if someone's giving you attention, 
you're not going to realize that this is a perversion of theirs. You're thinking he's making me feel good. He's giving me extra stipend money in Cuba. He's sharing his snacks with me. He's passing me. <laughs> he's talking to me when no one else is talking to me. <laughs> so that's how a lot of times young girls get hoodwinked. Yeah. You know what I mean? You think that Aaliyah was in the studio with R. Kelly and was like, he's a predator. She's like, niggas making me some hot songs. Yeah. I mean, at the time, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking about that. I just saw what I saw and I saw her interactions with him. And the only reason why I went into the room is because I saw the way she was acting around him. It wasn't him. He was trying to keep it under wraps. You know, he was. Yeah. She, she was like, couldn't hold back how she felt or what was going on. And when I went in the room, I was definitely like, I knew it. I knew it. But in the back of my head, I'm like, should I tell somebody? Well, I, if I was you, I wouldn't have told anybody to go back to America because you didn't want to be like the black Natalie Holloway in Cuba. Right? Because you would have accidentally like, fallen off a cliff. Listen, in, the every, in all those Lifetime Channel little uh, movies, that's what happens. The person who snitches dies all of a sudden. Yeah. But yeah, I looking back at it, I'm like, damn, yo. How I did she respond to you after that? I feel like she went to some acting schools because she just acted like I didn't see anything. Oh, she well, you she know. didn't say. But later on, I found out that the teacher had got let go. Mm, I wonder why. Yeah. For that. Not for, I guess, per se, the situation that I saw in Cuba, but for the relationship that they've been having. They had that relationship for probably over a year or two. Ugh. And he was nasty. He was not the look. I'm like, yo, where's your dad, girl? Who is your dad? Who is in your life that, who's not in your life that you're like, that's the one? This dude, and his name was Joel. Damn, what's his last name? So I can look him up. I can't, I don't remember his you last his, name. Tell I don't me know after his the show. You know you remember his last name. You don't remember that last name, honey. I should have Googled, but I, I couldn't remember. How you don't remember your teacher's last name? That's the most thing you should. That's I know. I remember um my kindergarten teacher mrs Sinon spinner and that's about it i remember all of my teachers names I, well like elementary school i remember all their names because you had them for a full year i don't remember i have listen school is out of my head i'm not even thinking about it i don't remember none of the folks oh i remember in college my uh i don't remember my college professors i don't that's i don't remember that no who's the person who is supposed to go over your your dean no, not the dean. Go over your uh, major. Count your advisor. Yes. Yeah. My uh, advisor, Fern Johnson. Don't rem remember my advisor at all. I remember. Oh, Fern Johnson used to talk to me. All, she's like, you're very smart, Sydney. What did but, you study in college? Um, sociology, psychology, and then communications. So you didn't know what you wanted to do? Nope. <laughs> and then when I hit the communications, my school was for psychology. So the communications that I was learning, it wasn't for journalism. It was for like gender and language and uh, just stuff that I was like, this is not going to help me. So if you weren't a comedian, what would you be doing? Girl, I don't even know. That's why I'm like, I'm happy that this happened because after college, I was just like, wow, I spent all that time in school and I still have no direction. I don't know what I want to do. I wanted to be a publicist so bad. Oh, girl, I'm so glad you didn't do that. Well, I interned at Lizzie Grubman. Oh, my gosh, she's I, the worst. I interned for her, and then I was like, ooh, this seems cool. 
but nobody was making any money. She was the only one that had the coins, but that was obviously because of her dad and her business, but everybody else was struggling. Nobody had any money. So Lizzie Grubman was this big time publicist in New York City. Um and come she from hit privilege. some people in the Hamptons. She definitely I was going to say that she <laughs> Where her car. She backed her Range Rover <laughs> up and over some people standing in line for a club in the Hamptons. Listen, and she had her Tory Burch on and she was running people over. <laughs> and that was the end of her career. Basically, she tried to make a comeback. She had a TV show for a hot stint, but, you know, she's not the most attractive woman, so Ooh. you can't really watch her. Listen, you said all this. I didn't. Just she's in not case cute. she Look her up. listens to she this. She ain't listen to the show. You, Grumman, I hope you got Chloe, your face fixed. you don't know. You don't know. People be listening. All I'm saying is that she's not attractive enough to be on television for a reality show. Period. At the time. At but the now, time. now. Now she probably be thriving. Yeah, I doubt it. But is she still doing publicity? <laughs> publicity. The reason why I'm glad you didn't go into PR is because publicity is not something that you could do for your entire life and and be like happy about it. Like you don't meet an old lady in a nursing home like I was a publicist for sixty years. You don't. That's not something that you do for sixty years. Yeah, I'm glad. I mean, all that money wasted. But yeah, I'm. When I got out of school, it was like, man, this is like life is hard. <laughs> How do people figure it out? I know it, ha- it comes to you. That's what hap- that's what people don't realize that if you allow yourself to be open, what is for you is for you. What you're supposed to be doing will present itself. You just have to be open and and be willing to accept what it is. Yeah, but there's so many people who are like lawyers and doctors and like all this prestigious. That doesn't mean they're happy. Yeah, but they they keep doing it. Yeah, they do it because they don't. They're afraid to fail. They're afraid to fail and rebound. See, the thing is, like, failing is terrible, but the goal of failure is to learn and to rebound. You're not supposed to fail and be a failure for life. You're supposed to fail, learn your lesson, and pick your ass up and do better. Why are you giving me this face? You're giving me these like mother hymns. Well, it's true. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what life you is about. You giving me auntie hymns right now, and I'm like, mm, I feel like you could fail one good time, and you're like, yo, I'm failing everything. No, no. Mm-mm. You've you've had failures before. You've oh. you've had obstacles that made you a better taking person. many L's. Yeah, and they all made you the person that you're. When I first okay, so when I first met Sydney. Oh my God, are we gonna talk about this, Chloe? Jeez, Sydney. Oh my God! Please don't. A completely, <laughs> a completely different person. A yes. Complete, and was that, that was four, three, four years ago? Four yeah, years, four ago? years ago. So when I met Sydney, I was Gotham. hosting. Yeah, I was hosting a new talent showcase. So a new talent showcase in the comedy world is people who probably taken a comedy class or maybe performed a couple it's a times. Scam. It's it's, a scam. it's not a scam. It's it's not a scam. It depends on how you approach it. Um. But anyway, so New Talent Showcase is basically for brand newbies who want to perform in front of their friends or have worked up to get a five-minute set or taken a class and, you know, this is their first time, whatever. And so I was hosting the show because I took the class. I took it. Oh, you did? I took the class. Yeah, I took the class. That's how I got into comedy. And I'm hosting this New Talent Showcase, like, on a Tuesday night. And normally it's, like, 12 to 13 people on the show. Each person's doing five minutes. Mm -hmm. And Sydney... It's like super bubbly and she has like this long hair and her tits are out. Yes. Like out. Yes. <laughs> She's wearing like a cat suit or something. I shit. was not wearing a cat suit. She was you wearing lie. A, she was wearing a skin tight, low cut 
top. Yes. It were all, I know you were all black or something like that. Like something. It was it was messy. It was American Apparel jump off, you know. Exactly. And Sis was out. And I remember her coming to me like, oh my God, I'm Sydney. I'm going up next. And I was like, okay. And she's like, this is so much fun. I was like, okay. And so... <laughs> I did not sound like that, Chloe. Yes, you over you here did. lying no, to the you were people. Super public. You were super like you were at the time. You were the typical black girl in white spaces. Really? Yeah. You were the you were the token black girl in the white space who everybody loved because you were so bubbly. Because you know when we're black in a white space, yes, you have to like not really have bass in your voice. You know what I mean? What? You have to like, you have to, cause you know, whenever they, whenever white people hear bass in the black person's voice, they think something's wrong. So like, when you ever notice yourself when you talk to white people in white space, you're like, oh my God, so nice to meet you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Right. And then you go to your girlfriend like, bitch, I'm hungry. Like that's the code switching. Maybe. It's true. <laughs> There's been books written about it. Um, <laughs> so I could tell that you were the, you were the black girl in white spaces. No, no shade in that. That's what it was. Also, I brought 50 people that night. And then I realized you brought 50 people because you worked in the nightclub mm-hmm. scene. And so this was like all of your friends and everybody who's ever tipped you in life came. Yes. To see it's <laughs> I have proprietors in there and everything. You couldn't tell me shit. I was like, bitch, I'm a comedian. Yeah. And so she had like 50 people there and which means she went up towards the end of the show because that's the way they make sure that your people don't leave when Messy. you perform. That's that's the gag. Yes. Um, so she goes up, she performs, and I was like, okay, she's cool. I guess this was something on her bucket list. And I literally was like, I don't think she's gonna keep doing this. I was like, I don't think she's gonna keep doing really? this. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't think you were gonna keep doing it because I I don't I didn't see you as a type to want to deal with like the, the grind, the, the not fun part of it. Oh, like, it's easy when you first start because everybody's excited and they're like, oh, yeah. of course I would want to come and see you. you. Get fifty people, but like a year in. Oof. Ain't nobody coming to see you perform. It like seriously, it definitely was a game changer when I saw like real comedians. Like mm-hmm. like you were hosting and I was like, oh wow, that's like a real comedian up there because my friends remembered your name. They were like, Oh, Chloe, she was the best. Like mm-hmm. they thought I was funny too, but they were yeah. like, the host was just outstanding. I was like, Yeah, she knew. She knew that you guys were my friends. So she did all the party girl material. Oh, yeah. And you killed it. And I was like, man, I want to be that. I want to do, I want to have host a show. I want to have a set. I want to be a comedian. And then I went to a million mics and I was like, wow, everybody is depressed. Yeah. And miserable. Yeah. Comedy comes from a very dark place. And not funny. Yeah. Oh, definitely not funny. (laughs) Comedy comes from a very dark place. And I think the reason why I didn't think that you were going to do it is because I could tell that that person who was on that stage wasn't really you. Right. And so I believe the best comedy comes from your true authentic self. And mm-hmm. I felt like if you were going to keep being that like um, like nightclub waitress bottle service girl Ugh. that you couldn't really true. You couldn't really be your true comedic no. self. And now you hear your titties is covered up. I got on a turtleneck <laughs> and a cardigan. I got like mad layers and whatnot. I got layers on layers on my head. I got a hat and another hat. I got a hat <laughs> with some hair on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, I feel like you found, I feel like you found your true authentic self. And that's what I think comedy can, how comedy can benefit you. Especially if you're kind of like on the fence of like who you are, what direction you want to go in and what you want to talk about. Cause it takes a while to get on stage and really truly reveal like the things that you 
hold dear to your heart. I mean, comedy strips you of everything and it like does. your finances. I mean, a bitch is so broke. And I'll be like, man, I need to go to work. And then I'm like, no, but I really want to this comedy to work out and I can't work at night. Like I came here after working a shift and getting home at 7 a.m. And when you text me like, hey, can you come in at 1145? I said, God is real <laughs> because I wasn't going to get here at 11. I'll tell you that much. And yeah. I didn't get here at 1145. Oh, you got here close. I'm was, so I'm glad that you understood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think that it's definitely worked out for you. You have an, um, you know, you have an amazing show that you do. Every yes, month. that's right. You, d- you did our show. You've yes. done it so many times and you like it's. The, those people who came that first show, they still come. Dude, that's how I got my last ex-boyfriend um, through comedy. He, he was like, so he met me in the club. And he's like, so what do you do? And I was like, um, I'm kind of like a comedian. Ooh. He's like, oh, okay. And then he saw me at a graduation show. And he's like, you're not bad. Like, I see, I see the funny. I was like, I didn't bomb. But obviously, you know that I'm not like a working comedian. But how I get it. How long did you guys date? For two years damn he was right before my girlfriend and um he's engaged now and yeah i was like really why why i found this out yesterday why were you like really right because you didn't think he was marriage material or you just can't believe that he found somebody that quick listen i will show (laughs) you a photo and then you make the decision and you're like really but you dated him for two years so you can't shit on him the way he looks i was drunk and high at the same damn time for the whole two years. So that's why I was right, in a I relationship. I want to see a picture. I want to see a picture. Listen, he, I couldn't believe. Oh, he blocked me. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got another I got another account. So we going to go through that. See, I love social media because it's so messy. And I can't believe. I can't believe he's engaged. And the ring is cute. Why did he block you? Girl, because I blocked him. I blocked him, and so he probably... Someone told me that if you date somebody and you break up, you shouldn't unfollow them at all because then it shows that you're bothered. Girl, I stay bothered, okay? Because we got... It's, uh, yeah, you must high and drunk as fuck. Yeah, d- listen, don't double tap. <laughs> Be real. It's very... Sin- Girl, give me I'm, this. I'm looking at the ring. I'm trying to find the ring. Well, I had to go on her page. See, I don't care about how crazy I am. I, I go through stuff. So, but how, okay, so I got to tap. Is she tagging this photo, do you hold think? Hold on, hold on. Let me see. Let <laughs> we me are see. passing this phone let, like let me, a atomic bomb hold on, between hold each on. other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't. Girl, all her pictures is literally her hand in the, this is what I can't stand. Women. Okay, so but what's getting, getting good? I, I mean, getting I married is not all that. Like, it's an accomplishment, but not really. Like, why does every photo need to be a picture or your fucking ring? I don't get it. That's Moissanite. Huh? That's Moissanite. That's not a real diamond. That's not real? I don't think that's a real diamond. Really? Girl. I don't think that's a real diamond. I think that's... that. Look how big that diamond is. What does he do for a living? Let me tell you. When we were together... He couldn't even go half on a baby. Then so that's, that's 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 not a real diamond ring. That's a that's a that's a man made ring. That's a man made stone. Let me see. What does that mean? It's not a diamond that Africans dig out in a mine. It's a made in a laboratory ring. Let me see. I'm just like I can't. How long have you been engaged? <sighs> well, uh, so fifty two weeks ago. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 52 weeks ago it says no i don't know i'm just 
what I'm saying is, is that oh, he's not he's not a super attractive guy. She being real nice, but what was the problem with him as your boyfriend? Um, I mean, we were party animals and like we weren't stable. Oh, he was a, he was your enabler. Yeah, pretty much. She's cute though. Whatever, Chloe. The, I was about to read the caption on what? Oh, read please, read it out loud. Okay, so please. it says he. So a name redacted. Name redacted. Fiance says don't post it because it breeds jealousy. I said fuck it because if they're jealous, they were like that from the beginning and always will be. I'm over the moon, grateful, happy as fuck, thankful, and a one since day one, Brooklyn. Don't forget that all of those were hash. Tags ho. Okay. Don't hashtag, forget. Hashtag I'm over the moon. Hashtag grateful. Hashtag happy as fuck. Hashtag thankful. And hashtag A1 since hashtag day one. Hashtag Brooklyn. Oh, ah, I can't. Listen, I got to go. This is why I need to leave because I'm on the train reading this. And, you know, people say like, oh, you shouldn't be bothered or whatever. But does she know who you are? She should. Okay. Because... Listen, at the time when we were dating, I might have been a hot mess, but I was getting my life together, you know, and I was doing comedy and I wanted to do something else other than waitressing. But, you know, I'm sure his friends saw that I'm going to be something eventually. So she should know who the F I am. Also, I am. I am doing stuff. So they should see me. I was on a, a little viral video. I was on World Star. So, but do you think she's so? Are you so? Are you bothered by his relationship with this chick? What 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 is upsetting you? The fact that he was a piece of shit, and now you think he got his life together after you? Yeah. So, would you have stayed with him if he had gotten his shit together? By like, was he a good boyfriend? Is what I'm saying. I mean, we had a lot of things in common. That's what it was. Like, oh, I get what it is. We were so like the same just, person. It's just, it's just that. When you realize that people were able to move on with their life, it's things a little tiny bit like, damn, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what maybe that's what it is. And maybe I'm still going through the process of, you know, being a better person, getting my life together. You know, I have a lot of challenges, you know, sobriety, being in a relationship with a woman, comedy. I have mad stuff going on and I feel like maybe I'm not as complete yet. And to see you know, him kind of going on to the next level. Considering that y'all were both at the same place. At yeah, the same time. I'm I'm maybe I am a little, you know, but salty. But that doesn't mean that their relationship is good or that he's in a good place. It just means that he found somebody who was willing Listen, to tolerate. I can't murder she wrote. I can't Jessica Fletcher this whole situation to find out what's going on. But from the looks of it, obviously, you know, he's still fat, so it don't matter. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Petty is as petty I'm does. So bitch. listen, the petty.com. I'm in the corner being petty. I don't mind. I'm petty on petty. I'll have petty sandwiches all day. It's obviously I'm affected and I need to get over it. I, tomorrow it I won't care. But no, it happened. You said it just ha- you just realized it yesterday. I mean, just, yesterday, so that's why. I you know, I won't care. I won't care eventually. You'll but go by it. I mean, you'll move on. You know? I was very honest on this podcast, which I usually be like, um, you need to keep that stuff to yourself, but I don't mind because I'm not ashamed. No, everybody goes through it. Yeah. And I think more people should be honest about the stuff that they do behind closed doors with ex exes and whatnot. Because we're all out here being 
petty and salty everybody just wants to be loved that's it everybody just wants to be loved okay so sydney we've come to the point of the show what makes you a social misfit uh what makes me a social misfit uh i don't know if i'm a misfit i don't know if i am do you think i am i don't know i think everybody has their own little quirks that makes them a little different I think that, you know, my Uber pool stories, the the way I tell stories on social media, how I don't care if you have to tap the read more. That's what makes me a social <laughs> misfit. My posts be long. So <laughs> if you got time at work, hit it. Hit that read more because it's going to be worth it. But a lot of people try to s- stray away from that. They're like, as a comedian, it's like one liner. You should be funny, like real quick. You shouldn't be writing like novels. But I don't mind. Mm-hmm. I'm like I have something to talk about I have stories so tap to read more it's funny I don't care you're social misfit because you don't care yeah well you care that your ex is engaged to somebody but other than that yeah you know <laughs> oh girl you you oh you gonna Remy mommy right now you gonna come back with the the clap back okay oh this has been a fun episode. Yes. We, we got, covered so much ground. We really did. There's Wait, so I much. have one last question. What did the Uber Pools guy penis look like? How big was it? It wasn't big. And I told you it wasn't hard. It was mm. like, it's, it's, it was a semi. It was a semi hard, like, I guess, I guess <laughs> you're right. Cindy, <laughs> where can people follow you at on social media? Um, I'm on Instagrams at just Sid BW. So that's J U S T S Y D B W. And then on Twitter, it's just Sid NYC. So that's J U S T S Y D NYC. And I'm on Facebook and it's Sydney Washington S Y D N E E. Yeah, and that's it. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Yeah, Chloe, this was great. I had a good time. Um, thank you guys for listening. Check us out. Um, I know I haven't been really consistent with the podcast, but I'm working on it. Please leave comments. Please share. Let us know what you think about the show. I appreciate you for listening. Have a great day.